Hello, and welcome to the Healthy, Sane, Confident Podcast. I'm your host, April, and today I'm coming to you with a highly requested episode, so let's get started. For a number of different personal reasons, many of us have found ourselves at the starting line of eating better or eating well. Um, Many of us have found ourselves at that same starting line time and time again. So if this sounds like you or if it's your first time really giving it a go, you'll want to stick around for today's episode. But before we dive in, I want to clarify a couple things. So first, I'm not a certified expert or trainer of any kind. I'm not a macro or any kind of food or fitness coach. I am just a regular old person who's sharing what has worked for her good, helpful, tasty, sustainable advice on how to make getting started and sticking to it easier. Secondly, most one of the most important words that I just used there was sustainable. So if you're here for a quick fix or like calorie counting, any of that kind of stuff, you just won't find that here. It's not something I do, um, not something I agree with. So sorry, but it's not here. <laughs> so let's dive in. Number one, Eat real food. Your body feels better when it's eating real, natural food. There are going to be exceptions based on taste, allergies, things like that, but generally speaking, eating real, whole foods is always your best bet. You aren't losing nutrients and you aren't dealing with additives or chemicals or any of those extra things that you don't need. So, um, you know, these days I feel like with so many people looking to like either hit macros or make sure something's keto or whatever else, um, we've seen a really big rise in very specifically like protein shakes and protein bars or also sugar alternatives, all those types of things. And I mean, yeah, especially when we're talking about protein shakes and protein bars, they've been around for decades, but I feel like there's been a really major boom in like the last 10 years, 10 or 12 years ago. There's a lot of people who wouldn't really be looking twice at a protein bar who now are eating them regularly all week long. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, while I absolutely do think that they help and they're great options when you have certain goals that you're working toward, I don't feel like they should be something that's used as a long-term solution. Uh, I'm very much of the mind that they should never be used as a full meal substitute. I actually really hate the phrase meal replacement. I feel like if anyone tries to sell you any kind of meal replacement, like just run far, far away. Don't know. There's truly no reason to be skipping meals. When you balance them well and you find what tastes good, you'll understand that there's never honestly a good reason for you to take your regular meal as a liquid or a small bar, like small bar form or liquid form. It just, it's not sustainable Um, it could potentially kind of like for some people wreak havoc on your insides. I mean, it's not always about what you look like on the outside. You could look great on the outside, but that doesn't mean that your insides are doing so great. So, you know, just something to keep in mind. Um, I definitely think there is a time and a place. I agree with that. I think, you know, certain people are trying to do certain things or working on certain goals. They want to be in certain shows, things like that. Um, you know, start trying to get their fitness, like really, really whatever. It's a whole different story, but we'll just leave it at that. Generally speaking in everyday life, it's not sustainable. Your body needs nutrients. So reach for those fruits and those veggies, reach for those whole foods. Um, I have a couple things that'll kind of help with this as we move forward along this episode, but just keep that in mind. Fruits, veggies, whole foods, whole grains, things like that. Reach for those. 
So going into number two, everyone is going to have their opinion. So don't let that derail your efforts. There is a lot of conflicting information out there. If you listen to this podcast or the other one that I co-host, you know that I'm a big do-your-own-research girl. The problem is that these days, people take and use opinion as fact, and credentials are sometimes measured by follower count versus real-life science-based education. So don't let some Instagram expert dictate what you do with your body. Hear me on this one. Approach it as a modification of how you eat versus what you eat. I'm a big believer in not labeling food as good or bad. I certainly believe there's options that are healthier than others, and I personally do like to opt for those when I can, but I'm also not shying away from a big bag of chips or a bag of like spicy, flaming hot anything because I love that. So, you know... Um, I feel like anyone whose method of teaching or advising or helping um, is in a way that causes you to fear food, that is someone that you 1000% should not be listening to. If you're on a weight loss journey, um, it's like six months long or something, I promise you eating a couple cookies a few days a week is not going to derail the entire process. And I'm speaking 100% from experience. And that's what I'm saying with modifying how you eat versus what you eat. Don't focus on the deprivation, on the I can't have this, I shouldn't touch that. I want to eat whole foods, but these fruits have too much sugar. Someone told me these bananas are too high in sugar. Like, no, (laughs) modify how you eat it versus what you're eating. Still eat those foods. Eat what you enjoy. Just, you know, it's a whole idea of moderation. Maybe don't eat them every single day, depending on what it is. But like, okay, example, say you're a chip lover like me, right? Maybe you're somebody who eats chips every single day. Maybe you're somebody who eats them like eats a like a big bag, I don't know, two to three times a week or something, right? If you find yourself that way and you're trying to eat better, you're trying to dial it back Maybe your thing now is, okay, when I go to the grocery store to do my grocery shopping for the week, I'm going to buy one bag. I'm not going to buy two or three different variations. I'm going to buy one bag that's going to last me the whole week. If I eat it, great. If I don't eat it, it'll lead me into the next week, so on and so forth, right? Like you're not depriving yourself. You're not restricting yourself. You're not saying I'm not going to eat something. You are instead changing how you're eating things versus changing the what exactly you're eating. So just to clarify there, but moving on. (laughs) Number three, find foods that you actually like. It kind of sounds silly, but truly like part of eating well sustainably is that you have to find foods that you actually like. Sometimes the things that you'll grow to like and truly find tasty won't happen on the first bite. Take a sweet potato, for example. I used to hate sweet potato. I thought it was so gross. But now, cooked the right way, seasoned the right way, cut, yes, I said cut, the right way, I can actually eat it up and genuinely enjoy it. I think it's really good made certain ways. Um, There's going to be a lot of trial and error at first when you're trying to find these foods that you like because, again, you might taste something and that first bite, you're like, nope, not for me. This is gross. But then maybe you'll have it in a different dish or someone will prepare it a certain way and you'll find that you really like it. So again, lots of trial and error at first. So don't get discouraged and definitely do your best not to speak in absolutes because sometimes 
the food has just been prepared in a way that you don't prefer. And it's really that simple. So dice it, slice it, blend it, grill it, bake it. You get the idea. Whatever you got to do, just trial and error, have patience. You will figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you like in certain ways, etc. You got it. Um, number four, be okay with repeating meals. So we currently live in this very much like please me aesthetically age. Uh, there's nothing wrong with wanting to enjoy pretty things, but at some point we do need to come back to reality and remember that it's not realistic every single day. Having a delicious meal doesn't mean that it has to look or sound pretty. It certainly doesn't have to be different each day of the week. Um, I'm a big fan personally of throwing together a concoction of like veggies, some kind of lean meat, maybe a salsa and or a grain or something like that. Um, and nine times out of 10, they look questionable. They look questionable, but they taste so good. So, you know, most of us don't have chefs that are going to come in and prepare our food every single day and make us some different, new, fancy, wonderful meal for every single meal every single day of the week. It's just not realistic for most of us. So, I mean, some of us can barely even find time to actually eat or eat more than a quick snack, which I don't agree with. I do not condone. I don't think that's okay. But realistically, like I've been in situations, and I know other people listening to this are probably also familiar with being in situations where like you're at work, it's a really busy day, you've had back-to-back meetings, something happens, and all of a sudden you realize it's like three o'clock and you still haven't had lunch or something like that. Um, Again, I don't condone it, but it does happen. So if that's you, stop worrying about trying to make something look fancy or sound fancy or strive for variation every single day. Instead, stick with those things that you really enjoy. Stick with the things that make your taste buds happy. Prep that. Bring it with you. Have it with you. Enjoy it. You know, whatever you have to do. But those weekly staples are crucial for long-term success. Doesn't matter if it's the same thing over and over again. That's fine. If you like it, it's got the good stuff in it. Keep making it. Keep eating it. Keep doing it. Keep preparing it. Because again, those weekly staples, those staple meals are really crucial for your long-term success. Number five is (laughs) salt, pepper, olive oil, and garlic powder. So what I'm really talking about here is seasoning. Just figuring out how to season things in a way that you really like them. And trust me on this one, I can make, and you can make, most things taste absolutely delicious from those four things. They are nearly like in every single meal that I make. Um, But again, like I'm saying, the real idea here is to build your spice rack, try different things out together, throw in some lime or some lemon. I personally think lime takes it to an even like tastier level than lemon does, but whatever, throw in one of the two and see what variations you like. Um, The mix of these four very specifically, the salt, pepper, olive oil, garlic powder, and adding in paprika is one that I always find myself going back to. And I just feel like when it comes to veggies, throwing that together, whether it's on the stovetop or whether I um, like bake them, roast them, whatever they're on the grill. I feel like those things mixed together just make everything so tasty. So anyway, figuring this out will really help you to become less dependent on dressings and sauces, which is really going to be the ultimate goal. Because if you're trying to make certain switches, um, for, you know, something better, 
Um, if you're trying to do it for maybe specifically for weight loss reasons, some of those dressings and sauces are not going to be your biggest ally in these times. So figuring out whatever um, spices you can throw together is going to be really, really helpful. There's tons of things that taste delicious. There's all kinds of other stuff that I personally um, use, but these ones are the ones that I find are my go-tos. And I swear by these, I feel like they make anything taste good. So for what that's worth, there you go. Number six is frozen veggies. So frozen, frozen veggies are a great way to start incorporating more vegetables into your diet if that's something that you're focused on, especially if you're pressed for time. But the key is to check the label and steer clear of any that have added sugars, added salt, added seasonings, or sauces. Like if you're going and you're grabbing one of those microwavable like frozen ones that are doused in butter, you're kind of defeating the purpose. Sorry, but I'm just going to put it out there. Um, you really want to make sure that you're looking at the labels and that the only ingredient listed is the actual veggie itself. Because again, you're going to go back, you're going to figure out your seasonings, you're going to do all that stuff, and you're going to learn as you go. Um, so anyway, for the most part though, um, just as an FYI, frozen veggies do retain their nutrients because a lot of them typically are frozen right after they're harvested. So that helps to, again, retain the nutrients. So just a small FYI there, it varies with certain fruits and veggies It can either, they can lose a little bit or they can actually have higher levels. It's a whole thing, but again, you know, do your research. <laughs> um, and what was I going to say? If you are like me and you aren't a big fan of traditional meal prep, this is actually a really great way to make it really quick and really painless the night before or even the morning up. If you work outside of the home, if you work in the office, um, things like that. I, when I used to work in an office, this was super helpful for me because again, it would help me. I could do it the night before. I could do it the morning of. Um, if I had access to a freezer, I would just sometimes just take it with me, um, stuff like that. So it makes it really, really helpful. And then if you are like me now where you still work, but you're working from home, um, or if you're at home, it actually doesn't even matter at all. I don't know why I said that, but, uh, the point is any which way it makes it really helpful. It just makes things quick and painless for you. So definitely reach for those frozen veggies. Don't be afraid to look at it. I mean, uh, to look at them or anything. Um, and random, but in case you're curious, because I did say I'm not a big fan of traditional meal prep, it's just really hard for me to bring myself to eat a meal that's going on like day four of living in my fridge. It just, I don't know, to me, it's like soggy and gross and I just can't do it. So <laughs> if you're like me, frozen veggies are our friend. Moving on, number seven is be patient because it is a process. All good habits take time. And no matter where you are along your journey to eat better, it's important to remember that everything you've done up until now is essentially a habit that you've created. And because of that, your body and your taste buds really like what they like because they're used to it because that's the habit you've created, right? Full circle. Um, so as you continue on your journey, shifts will begin to take place and you'll no longer really crave certain foods or if you do crave them, when you eat them, they aren't going to be nearly as satisfying. For better or for worse, that's just what happens. So keep going, keep trusting the process, keep having patience and everything will be fine. You will get there. 
Um, just remember that good things with long-term success do take time. So enjoy the progress in the process. Um, I'm going to be very transparent. My vacuum is going off. So if you can hear that in the background, I am so sorry. Um, <laughs> we're starting up this process again. So we're a little amateur here. I don't have the whole nice sound studio for you. So please ignore that. But we're almost done. We're wrapping up. So I feel like there's so much else that I would want to say and share on this topic. So let me know if you want a part two. I hope that you found this helpful. I don't want to get into too much else because I feel like that's a really good starting point for a lot of people. Um, so I hope that this gets you off to that strong start. Uh, let me know what you think. Let me know, again, if you would like a part two. I'm happy to do that. And thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next time. Me and my vacuum will be right here. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye.